0: Out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is hanging with the boys, presented by
1: Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts: Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross.
2: Football is back tonight. Welcome back to the NFL, and Let's welcome go. back to another. <laughs> episode of the award-winning In Our Minds, hanging with the boys. No, Nick that, that Dean, ain't
3: in our minds.
2: Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, yes, running sir. the show is Chris Beam. Getting Thank us on all the live streams is William Boykins. How are we feeling today, fellas? How's it going?
3: We made hey, it. Hey, bro, let me say this right here before we get started, man. <laughs> we are award-winning. <laughs> we we have you, yes. Yes, sir. And I tell you what, Chris Beam, tell your boy Scott Purcell to bring all of us lunches if he's going to bring you lunches, okay? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! Yes, sir. I love y'all. I love Uh, y'all. Thank you. What's up, Jess?
4: What's up, Kurt? Uh The
2: the Chiefs, the Texans, can't wait to watch it. The Cowboys playing the Rams Sunday night. Big shout-out to – Cowboys Pro Shop. They've got a new line of throwback hats celebrating the 60th anniversary of the Dallas Cowboys, and I have one on today. Go check them out, Dallas Cowboys. Do, do oh, we, have we have one, Do we have one? Where's
3: ours?
5: By by yourself. Yourself. Wow. Hey, I'm gonna, gonna tell you want to be a part of the team. And you love, we're family. And all, all that stuff. But you, I got this from Derek
2: Eagleton, which yeah. by the way, that's why our show is is running a little bit late today. Oh, so you ran
3: different. over there. And got a thing, so our sure is running late because you in Eagleton. No, wow, no,
2: no, no, no. I was here on time,
6: hey. Chris. Hey, at least said we got that cups, Derek doesn't right? know how
5: to host a show. Now you throwing Chris people people Beam oftentimes. under the bus. Chris, Chris, out of the bus. Chris never said that. <laughs> Chris never said that. You're not throwing <laughs> my boy Chris You say, under hey, the <laughs> bus. hey,
3: hey, hey, Shanna, did <laughs> you say something about? Four questions per person, and Bucky Brooks took eight <laughs> minutes to ask a
5: what? Did Chris Beam say that? <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, man.
5: Chris didn't say none of that. Chris. Hey, hey so, Kurt can, yeah, Kurt, I'm with you, Chris. Kurt,
3: can we get a nice? <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> Kurt, I don't know if we can hear you. I saw your lips moving, but I don't Yeah, I saw your either. lips moving. Oh, bro. you can't yeah.
3: hear me? Uh, Go back out and come back in. Um,
2: Jesse can give us some grace. Kurt can give us some nice, and and we'll (laughs) give whatever else we can give. So, let's get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Football is back, baby. Football is back. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. I wanted wanted to get y'all's opinion on something DeMarcus, Demarcus Lawrence said. He said he's had to tweak his leadership style some this year because of Dealing with the aggression and different types of alphas in the room that want to lead. It's really all about maintaining the calmness in the room. You guys being in a locker room before, what did he mean by that
3: statement? Well, for me, you know, it, when you have an alpha male like him, you Everson Griffins in his own world. You got Alden Smith you, used to being that dominant force. You got a lot of guys with a lot of different opinions, but it – but sometimes, as an alpha male, you have to kind of take that that easy course. You have to kind of sit back, and the one thing about being a great leader is being able to receive everybody in the room and know where they're at, and play to that, and know how to touch them for emotionally uh, on their highs and lows. And that is what I think D Law is saying. Is like he's sitting back, he's observing, and it's, and it, it, when he needs to, he'll push your button. He'll know how to push that button by being observative. Jesse, give us your take on it, baby.
5: Heck no, <laughs> man. <laughs> Listen, when you're dealing with alpha males. <laughs> <laughs> for males come in and dictate what's going to happen. This is DeMarcus Lawrence's team. Wow. He is, the so. he is on, def- on defense. He is. He Outside of Sean Lee, he's the most tenured defensive player on this team. Wow. He's been to a Pro Bowl. He has a big contract. His face and body goes up on the billboards. He's the one that the media comes and talk to. He's the one that we're looking to when things don't go right on defense. Last year when he wasn't producing sacks, we were coming for DeMarcus Lawrence. This is the thing that I do not like. We see Uh these players come in and out of the locker room time and time again who have been here for a cup of coffee, two cups of tea, and all of a sudden they get a say-so in the matter. It's one thing to be able to take in the information and give – uh, uh, you know people a platform to speak up on things But as the leader of this team the leader of that defense Demarcus Lawrence has to be able to come in and show his dominance and saying I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'll take I, I will take them into consideration And then I will tell us how we're going to do things like you all, all this jostling back and forth Like that's not how it's supposed to go There, there isn't multiple leaders of the pack. This people. is not a democracy is what you're saying? i'm just saying <laughs> yes everyone can have a voice but I, as as the alpha male of this defense and one of the leaders of this team i have to protect where we're looking at this and saying hey protect guys protect
3: your house take huh? my
5: lead from this not me take my lead from you
3: okay and and, and that is basically what i said but when you have, not, and I'm not even saying these said, guys not even
5: close to what you said. Uh, no, no, but, but, no, you said the complete yeah. opposite of what I just no, no, said. No, 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 I didn't.
3: Jesse, come on now. Where's Shannon at? <laughs> you see how Shannon is receiving us? He's supposed to be the alpha male of these two pit bulls. And we finna go at it. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say here is, when Charles Haley came to our team, as long as he was balling and, and doing what he done, he worked his way. Sometimes a guy can work his way into being that alpha male. And I'm not saying that D lost your back down by no means because he is our guy, but sometimes you have to sit back and observe the room because the room has to flourish through you because of you. Okay, so I made it say it as clearly. It was, you can understand it, Jesse. You know, since you moved to a better room with light, with brighter lights and better Wi-Fi, yeah. you seem to hear more. People okay, walking behind thank you. you. <laughs> who's the Kurt, you who's that? Who, nice. I don't
4: know. Can you guys
3: hear from. me? I don't know. No, we don't have Kurt. him back, man. Ah, still no cut. I think you who's, I think you purposely cut Kurt out, Shannon. I believe yeah, you, you did that on purpose. Nice, nice. Who's the best
2: leader? <laughs> who's the best leader you guys have ever been around in a locker room?
3: Michael Irvin for me.
2: Mike Irvin because, is that because of the, the just the passion and the emotion or were there other things that he did that Mike, made
3: him agree? Mike leader? Mike knew how to uh jive with everybody. It didn't matter what position, who you were, race. It didn't matter. Mike knew how to jive with everybody. He knew how to push buttons. He knew how to get everybody going. Some guys like me, he could say almost anything to it. Like, okay, whatever. But then Leon Lett was a different character. Troy Aikman was our quarterback. He was a different character. Emmett Smith, you know, he had to kind of cover a little bit because Emmett wasn't that toughest guy as y'all think in that locker room. He wasn't that go-go guy. You know, and Mike was that guy. He could talk to Charles Haley. You know, he could he could he could get along with Deion Sanders. So that was our guy, Michael Irvin. Man, he could t- he could reach out and touch everybody for me, the Dallas Cowboys.
5: Bet you, Jess. I w- I would say uh, maybe Chad Johnson, Ocho. I, was with Ocho, I was I was with Ocho in uh, in uh, Cincinnati in '07, and he was like he was very similar to my uh, to Michael Irvin where. You know whether it was with the white group the black group the linemen the linebackers ocho was able to get in and mix around with all those guys hear those guys you know talk to those guys being that being that group um i know people are going to say well you play with tom brady and tom brady wasn't when you talk about like locker room Type guy, like he wasn't right. one of those guys that was in everybody, could go in everybody's huddle. You respected him because he was your quarterback, but he didn't flow with everybody like a Michael Irvin. And I and I saw how Chad did that, and how he was able to be around and galvanize every single group because guys listened to him, guys respected him. And I think the biggest thing, like Michael, right? They may have had some things that happened on the you know on the outskirts of football. When they got on the practice field, no one practiced harder than Ocho Cinco. He wanted every rep. He wanted to go every time. He wanted to go multiple times. Like He loved football. He wanted to be a part of it. And, and, and that part you always respect it from the locker room perspective.
2: We talk about leaders and locker room leadership. We talk about it on this show all the time and guys stepping up and, you know, the chemistry and all that. And when you hear as a fan, if you've never been in a pro locker room, You always hear leadership and you you always know what to expect out of your leader. You expect them to be the one that's kind of the face of the team or the face of the position group or the face of the offense or the defense. They're the ones that, you know, that that get the interviews. They're the ones that that kind of rally the guys. But what do they do behind the scenes? Like there's a lot of, you know, we always say on this show, a locker room is a microcosm of life, right? So what is, we got you, Kurt. So what is going on behind the scenes? What, what does a leader do? Are there, are there team meetings that are going on? Are they talking about coaches? Are they talking about, you know, the play calling? Are they talking about, hey, here's how we're gonna talk to the media when they come in? Like, what are some of the things that go on that fans don't know about that these, that these leaders are taking charge of and doing behind the scenes?
5: Oh
3: man, I, it's just uh, go ahead on Jesse. Go ahead
5: on. You know, I think sometimes you know when when things are going really well for your team, that leader in the locker room is saying, "Hey, listen, guys, I know that we own a three, four game, five game win streak, but hey, let's not let's get let's get in the weight room, let's get our film in, let's get our, you know get that kind of stuff in." And when things are sometimes going really bad for your team, they're there to remind you as well. Hey, listen, we got to stay the course because when things go great. Everything is fine, you know. There's there's sunny days and it doesn't matter. But when things go bad in professional sports, and then you you have the you have the the media who's always scrutinizing every little single thing, that begins to divide a locker room. And now you got guys looking at other guys like, man, if, if y'all could just make tackles, we'll be fine. Well, if y'all could just make first downs, then we'll be fine. And the leader is able to to keep that group together and and, and say, listen, there's outside noise. I get it. We understand it but we gotta focus on us right now. And we gotta be able to go out here in the meeting room, in the practice, in the weight room, in the film room, everywhere, and be able to fix it and 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 just be accountable and, and be able to say you know hey point to me and say you know here's where I messed up here's where I'm wrong and I'm going to correct it and and, and to look into each one of those other guys and say here's where you went wrong and now you got to correct it and if we all go and correct our own individual mistakes together collectively we'll be able to 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 overcome whatever that the bad part about it you know that's happening
3: when I, when when I, you know I used to try to pick people that I thought were great at what they do minds. And I, I, I talked to Coach Johnson on how he looked at certain guys and things like that. And he said, you know, I don't, I don't want just great players. Don't get me wrong, that's how you win games with great players. He said, but if I can get my great players to buy into my method of doing things. So when things do go bad, you see Troy Aikman going to the weight room. You see Michael Urban watching extra film. You see Eric Williams. Uh, doing what he has to do, pushing away from the table. You see guys in key positions. uh, He wanted a leader at every position. He liked it the way Eric Williams with his toughness was our offensive line. He liked the way Charles always was trying to drive guys to get sacks. He liked the way Michael Irvin was always very competitive going against the defensive backs. He liked things like that. So when you look up and times are bad, you see your key stars, your alpha males that Jesse talked about, leading by not only by what they're babbling about, but by what they're doing on the field and off the field. I'll give you an example of,
2: of- – Kind of leadership in, in Demarcus Lawrence, and it's a small thing, but it just kind of kind of sheds a little light on the, the question that I was asking. I think it was two years ago um, when we were we we're, were heading to the playoffs, and we were in the locker room after the game, and everybody was everybody was you know pumped up, fired up, and we had this idea for a social media video. It may have been three three or four years ago, but I think it was I think it was, it was two or three years ago. And um, I walked I was walking around the locker room, and I was asking all the guys hey, are you on board with doing this? And everybody was like, yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it next week. Let's do it. Let's do it. And DeMarcus Lawrence got wind of kind of what we were doing, and he he walked up to me. He said, hey, Shannon, come here for a minute. And I walked over, and he said, hey, man, he goes, I don't think we're going to do that video. And I was like, okay. I was like, what's up? He goes, man, we ain't, we ain't done nothing yet. We ain't won anything. He's like, I don't want these guys thinking that, you know, we need to go do something. We need to do something on the field and then we'll do all the videos that you want. He was like, but I think we're going to pass on this one. And and that to me was like, okay, all right, let's, yeah, you know, let's go do something and then we'll, and we'll do all this. So I, I think that's an example of some of the little things that, you know, that a leader can do behind the scenes that the other guys didn't even know that he did, but it was his way of kind of keeping the guys in check and, and not, you know, not letting them go put themselves out there to kind of hey let's go do something on the field first Kurt we got you back I'm not sure
4: can you hear me yeah nice. we
2: can hear you you uh, know what hey Kurt you're back you're back just in time for us to go to break maybe you can say something well, in <laughs> second second. <laughs> I,
4: haven't, I haven't been following what you guys are saying anyway so I can't sorry <laughs> nice you never do why is this show any different what's that
2: Never mind. We'll be right back on Hanging with the Boys.
6: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only, but cases are just the start. Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox elevation tumblers come in three sizes a 10 ouncer, a 20 ouncer, and even a 64 ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's
1: football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs. The Pettigene Griller or the all Beef Franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, polis sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meat. Meats. Taste the difference.
7: We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets. Plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek, let's go.
0: Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game-day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo, Kiero, Yo, Kiero, guacamole. Back to Hanging with the
3: Boys.
2: Welcome back to the SWBC Mortgage Living Room. Invite Rowdy to your next event—from watch parties to birthday parties, corporate events to special deliveries and more. Rowdy brings games, entertainment, and photo opportunities to all occasions. Visit DallasCowboys.com/Rowdy to book your Rowdy appearance today. Welcome back to the show, Kurt Daniels. How was your uh, nice vacation to be here from the show?
4: Well, I was a little hectic. wasn't sure what happened there. Yeah. Okay. We got you back. Got a little, got a little nice
2: and a little grace on the, on the show today. And by the way, back to this hat. Derek Eagleton gave me this hat. I didn't ask for this hat. This hat was a gift. So if you have a problem, go talk to y'all's boss and tell Derek that you need a hat. Okay?
4: Y'all boss. He's your boss, too. All I know is we got styrofoam cups and you got a hat.
2: <laughs> hey, and, I got, and they are very nice styrofoam cups, too. Thank you, Wingstop, for those very nice. Hey, ask, ask Nate how those cups taste. Because he was chewing yeah, on he, them yesterday.
3: They're, they're real filling, man. <laughs> they expand if you eat any, If you drink water behind them, you're expanding your gut. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh, well, Sunday we get to see Mike Nolan and his Cowboys debut. Are we going to see more three-four schemes? Or are we going to? Go ahead see on. What's uh, going to be so, different? So Sunday we get uh,
5: we, we, with Coach Nolan. So I think this week, this, this, this week, we get a chance to see Mike Nolan's defense coming up this week. And the one thing that we've all been talking about looking at linebackers, right? Safeties. I think, particularly, that this offense for the Rams, they're going to try to use their tight ends to get something going early in the game. That Higsby, they're going to try to get him up the seams. They're going to try to get him matched up on some linebackers, get him matched up on some safeties. He's pretty I good, think, isn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to be the one that, for us, defensively, there's two things. It's going to be, one, the tight end, trying to see if they can find something with the tight end. But also, going back to when, when, the, when, the, when the Rams whooped up on us in the playoffs, have we fixed those problems in the middle? Like, teams haven't forgotten. They're going to want to see if we fix those problems in the middle. I know it's a new coaching staff. I know it's a new whole new deal. But they're still going to try to come out, establish the run early in, in, in the game, but watch for a lot of tight end play with Higsby uh, uh, up the seams, option routes, really trying to see if we're secure in our linebacking and safety positions. You know, so, and I
3: agree. And I agree. Uh, totally, because Jared Goff has not proven in, in, in his young career yet that that he can control the game through his arm and uh, and above the shoulder. So they're going to try to get the young Cam makers and Malcolm Brown going and running and taking advantage of those tight ends on quick passes. Because what we what we got uh, on our defensive line, so play action pass is still going to be a big part. Of oh, what mm-hmm. Coach Kevin o- Kevin O'Connell, the new offensive coordinator, uh, I think he's going to talk to the head coach and you know, like, "Hey, how do we get these Cowboys play-action pass, uh, get so the we're... ball out of the quarterback hands early?" And we'll see uh, that Tyler Higby, man, he's not been talked about a lot, but I'm with you, Jesse. He can damage us if we don't, if our, if our safeties and and backers don't cover well.
4: We talked in a previous show about how Jalen Smith, good. Could make or break this defense in some ways. So are we going to see that there? Is this this his responsibility now if we're Uh, talking about tight ends and stuff?
3: Well, he's shown to be a little bit better in coverage uh, doing practices. Uh, But, you know, this is where uh, Van Der comes into play. I mean, he's going to be that other nickel linebacker. So uh, he comes into play. the safeties come into play. It's gonna be multiple things. If this guy proves that he can kill the, the, uh, if he proves that he can kill the linebackers, they're gonna to have to put a safety on it. And so we'll see how that go. But this thing is still gonna be built. I think Jesse off play action pass. If they, right. if they can run early and control tempo, because that's what I believe in this game. Whoever offense control tempo gonna control this game.
4: Yeah, uh, it sounds like the Rams are kind of going by running back by committee here with three different guys that could see some time. Is that a bigger problem now because you've got maybe fresher legs for them, you've got different styles, or is
3: it easy? No? No, I just think out of Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers, uh, the young Cam Akers that they draft, I think they're going to try to uh, insert these guys and make sure they get going. I mean, running back by committee is a great thing. But still, if you have maybe one or two guys that can just get get to going and get into a rhythm, get into the flow of pass protection, I think you still better send a better chance. I mean, a guy can be a spot guy here and there. But much like the Cowboys tried to do with Zeke and Tony Pollard, uh, I think that that is what you do and have more success. Uh, just give me your thoughts on that, my friend.
5: Yeah, when you don't have a dominant back like Zeke or a dominant back like um, uh, uh you name the kid the of Carolina, back, you know, McCaffrey, don't get the yeah. bulk of your carries. When you hear the term running back by committee, it's basically saying I'm going to try to find who has the best rhythm of this game. And once I find what running back has the best rhythm of this game, that's who I'm going to going to ride for the most, uh, uh, for, for the most part. So it's not, you know, there's no specific number count or snap count or rep count It's saying, okay, who's seeing the game the best. Which one of these backs bring a different aspect to the game? Yes, I'm going to use them both, but I'm going to try to find the one that's really got our offense going, really, you know, getting some chunk yards, picking up some pass protection. So running back by committee, you know, I don't, I don't think you're going to see a lot of switching those guys out, but just more so trying to find who has the better flow of the game early on so that we can ride that. Because if it's, if it's, like Nate was talking about, it. We, if we got the play-action pass going on, then I'm, I'm going to keep giving it to that back or, or running those type of plays and like get those linebackers to cheat up and get those safeties to cheat up a little bit so that we can go over the top. Um, but the, 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 the problem that it poses for the, for, for the Cowboys' defense is just styles. It's, you know, if you have a thunder and a lightning, if you have one guy yeah. who's a bruiser and one guy who's a quick guy, Who can I match up with who? That, 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 the science of football is chess. How can I pick the right matchup every single down? How can I get my fast running back on their slow linebacker? How can I get my fast receiver matched up with their not so fast cornerback? So it's always just trying to figure out the little nuances. Because when you when you look at the breakdown of a football game, it usually comes back down to maybe three or four plays where where guys are, you know, in, in a game where the, the plays that are made and guys not making a play. See,
3: Jared Goff, and that's why I'm saying that this year here, as well as that, this is the year where you walk to the offensive line, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jess, you walk to the offensive line and the coach is giving you maybe one or two plays, maybe three, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and giving you an option, but if you see that, Oh, none of these plays work. Here is the best play for this situation and down the distance. These quarterbacks, the Jared Goff class, the Dak class, should be at that point because all of them have been in the same system for more than three years. They should be at a point now where they say, hey, that's not the play. This is the play, and try to get that mismatch that, Je- that Jesse is talking about. That's what it separates Aaron Rodgers, the kid in KC. That's what it accepts uh, the the the, uh, the guy that's now with the Bucks, who's left uh, New England. That is what made those guys so separate. Drew Brees to see a better play, and the coach give permission. Hey, run that play. You saw it. That's the play that needs to be done. And if and if Jared Goff is at that level, it don't matter that he has a new. Wide receiver said, uh, "A new running back set. Right. It's what he sees.' I want see to get, at that I level, get into.
2: Glad you brought that up. I'm gonna. I want to get into the quarterbacks here in the next segment. But let's stick with the the Cowboys defense for just a second, Kurt. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest points of frustration for Cowboy fans last year was the defensive backs and the secondary seemed like they were a lot of times in position, the, the best position possible, exactly where they needed to be." and they would still get a completion on them because they weren't turning their head around, they weren't finding the ball. This coaching staff has made it known that you know, turnovers are a priority for them. Are we going to see that in this first week right out of the gate that it's going to be a different look for the DBs and the way they cover, or is that going to take some time and some catching up to game speed to you know, get the head around and, and for us to from the physical no. eye to be able to see that?
5: No, because you know why? Since you were a tot, since you were a peewee football player, since you were playing little league, since you were playing high school, since you were playing college, if you played the defensive back position, you were taught, get your head around. You were taught that. It was actually harder to get them to change to the way that they were doing it under the, the old regime. And you look at a, a kid like Diggs. He is a former wide receiver. You saw how the plays that he's been making in practice. He is going after the football. He is an opportunistic young cornerback now sometimes he may get fooled because he's a little bit anxious he's young so some double moves some things like that may get him early on but this is a guy in this in this this defense they're going to be looking to be very opportunistic it is what is so much more natural to want to go and look for the ball and try to make a play on the ball than what they were being taught in the past so i think allowing them to come back to the place they've been so accustomed to be with looking for the ball and now trying to go and get the ball and and, and a lot of times a coach will tell you and they you, you can tell me if i'm wrong on this one or not but a coach will tell you and i've heard it said a thousand times to me and to other players go get the football if you miss it that one's on the first one's on me the first you know go get that interception I, if you miss it i'll take that one I, i'll take the blame in the meeting room if you if you jump around and you miss it the first one's up on, now nah, we're not going to take two or three of these but that one's on me, I want you to be aggressive because that type of stuff, it's easier, it's easier to put the brakes on someone from being aggressive than it is to get them being aggressive. I never want my DBs to be scared of making a play because if you're scared of making a play, that means you have another guy that you're going against who is absolutely not afraid to go and make the play and you'll be one step behind every single time. So I'd rather have a super aggressive DB and I kind of, you know, pull him back a little bit than someone, it's like 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 I'd rather have a dog that's gonna hunt. Right? We, we live in Texas. You and if we got if we got hunters that are listening, they will tell you, when they take their their dogo argentinos or their American pit bulls out to the boar country to hunt boar, those that don't want, those that are afraid to hunt, you get left at the house. In some cases, we don't even breed with you anymore. If you a scary dog, or you come from a scary breed, we ain't even breed with you anymore. So mm, I think this no. way is I think this way is going to be <laughs> a, a much more opportunistic, a much more aggressive, a much more we go in a hunt group than we've seen before.
3: Wow, Jess, you took that thing all the way to the fields, <laughs> I'm <sorry>. bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I, I'll okay. tell you here, man. This city, this city,
5: you
2: got, you got country. Hey, I, I was <laughs> going to say, you, you got the Jersey guy taking us out to the fields to go hunt the hogs. What is going yeah. on <laughs> on this show, <laughs> man?
3: You, you, you know, in practice, man, and that's what I saw. You know, I saw a lot of balls when Awuzie was in there. And <laughs> thank you. Thank you for finishing stop, that man. sentence.
5: No, stop. no stop. stop. Stop, man. I'm laughing. You paused at the wrong time. Stop, Did you man. see Chris Bean's face? You should have seen Chris B's face. Well,
1: when they throw a lot
3: of footballs at a <laughs> he was still not making that play. And when he got a little bit injured, they brought in the young guy, Diggs, and he was batting balls down, and he was uh, jumping routes. And that is what we're looking for. It's guys that are jump routes. He's got a few interceptions. It changed the whole way they practice. They changed. The DBs finally said, hey, we have a right to this ball, too. Instead of just batting it down, I may, I may pick one off. And you, uh, Let me say this right here. We know that Diggs had opportunity to start. But did any of us think that Anthony Brown would be opening the season up at the other corner? Remember, he was our yeah. slot guy. Him and Jordan Lewis are supposed to be battling. So, for as of right now, you have to prove that you can play this position and you have to play it with some type of aggressiveness. Now, Anthony Brown, yeah, just think of all the balls he's dropped over the years. <laughs> at least he's dropping balls and not getting beat by balls. You know what I'm saying? So whoa, uh, all right. <laughs> by footballs. Come on, y'all. No. Stop. Stop, man. Keep, you know, keep mind your mind. On better.
2: Better. Sure let's take a
3: yeah go ahead let's take a break man for (laughs) y'all
2: that's a great idea let's take our last break of the night before evening before we it ain't even evening it's midday what am I talking about let's get out of here Chris take a break we'll be right back on Hangin with the
6: Jesse, come on man (laughs) ladies and gentlemen it's that time again for tailgating with the Otterbox boys Otterbox the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases the one and only but cases are just the start Otterbox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And Otterbox Elevation Tumblers come in three sizes: a 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at Otterbox.com. It's football
1: season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Petagene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Petagene Griller. Or the all be Franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference.
2: Hanging with the boys. Welcome back to this WBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco, Texas. DCRB, let Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blue entertain you with some of the best hip-hop talent in the area, whether it's the high-energy co-ed dance team or the dynamic drumline. Either it can be booked. To provide a unique and unforgettable experience for your virtual or in-person event, visit DallasCowboys.com slash DCRB for more information or book today. Kurt, you had another question about the defense. Take
4: it away, sir. Yeah, I did. We before the break we were kind of talking about the secondary and uh, Jesse yesterday when we were talking about the Rams defense you had said that their biggest weakness might be the secondary because you had a new defense or a new coach and the communication could be a problem because they haven't had any preseason games or anything. Are the Cowboys facing the same problem where the communication on the back end could be an issue?
5: Yeah, and that's what all defenses you know that that's the biggest key is being able to communicate and. That's going to be the challenging chess match for both of these teams. You both have two new defensive coordinators. You have two new defensive uh, you know, backs coaches. So, two two new uh, sets of verbiage. And so, how can we clearly communicate our coverages? Our uh, when when you check, how do we check? So, yeah, that, that that is a mirror problem that both teams can can have on Sunday. Is and again. That's what's going to be very key with motions and sets. And like Nate said earlier, Dak Prescott coming to the line of scrimmage and saying, you know, check, 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 and then now putting his guys in the perfect position to succeed. So that, that's going to be something that we, we, look, we look to. Which one of these secondaries will have the clearest communication, who is able to adjust the fastest, and which, def, which defense on the back end has the least amount of busted coverages? Because that, that's a real issue for both of them
2: real quick before we move on to the quarterbacks let's go around the horn who who are you most kurt start with you then we'll go to Nate and then Jesse kurt who are you most excited or intrigued to watch on the cowboys defensive side of the ball heading into sunday
4: well it's probably low hanging fruit but you know digs i want to see what the rookie does i think it's pretty exciting how he's really come on strong in camp and and i uh, earned a starting spot it looks like so Let's see what he can do. I'm glad he's going to get out there, and I'm, I hope he lives up to the billing. It's going to be fun to watch.
3: I want to Nate? see these linebackers, man. I want to see these linebackers. I want to see what Van Der Esch can do. with his, he coming off the injury? I want to see what mm-hmm. uh, Jalen can do. He's free now. I mean, he's that wheel backer, so he's that weak side backer, so he's free to run. He worried about his position and what he has to do, and he's free to run. Uh, who's going to play that strong side backer for him? When they go into them three, four sets or uh, the nickel type look, so uh, let's just see, man. I want to see these linebackers do something.
5: I, I agree with Nate, but to to not belittle that point, I'm going to go with. I want to see those dogs come off the edge. I want to see. I want to see Tank. I want to see Alden. I want to see Everson. I want to see Bradley and Nye. I. I want to see all those dogs coming off the edge. I, I want to see. Do we have a scary enough pass rush? That's going to make teams be like, we got to max protect, or we got to roll out, or we got to do something because they, they got four or five dogs coming at us every single down. So I want to see, I want to see, will we be scary enough coming off the ball, getting after the quarterback? That is going to, that is going to be so pivotal for what we do as a defense. If those guys up front can get off the football and make that quarterback very, very hunt,
3: important. baby, hunt.
5: <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. How I think what
3: share?
5: makes I think what makes this
2: year so exciting on I, really both sides of the ball but particularly defense is you got your core guys back but you have just enough fresh meat in there that that are unknowns Diggs, Everson Griffin um, you know Anthony Brown's back in the mix you got Layton that had an injury we don't know how he's going to play there are so many Alden unknowns. Smith. Yeah, Alden Smith, there's so many unknowns and so many potential stars on this team that I think the defense as a whole, what schemes are they going to run? How aggressive are they going to be? I think just all around defense is, you know, the offense is going to be super exciting, but I think defense is going to be just as exciting because of all the unknowns and all of the what you think. The potential is on the defensive side of the ball as well. So I, I'm everything that you guys said. I agree with, and I think it's just going to be. There's going to be so much going on on both sides of the ball that there are so many going to be so many things to talk about Monday. Whenever we come back to the show, it's going to be great for us. So,
3: but Shannon, let, let me let me caution you because of what Jesse said earlier. It's going to be a lot going on, but on defense they may have to simplify so that their assignments will not be blown because these type of offenses would be touchdowns, not first downs, but touchdowns. So True. if they don't do a whole lot on the back end the first time out against these Rams, don't be shocked.
2: Hmm. Okay. Hey, by the way, Nate, great-looking shirt you got on there, man. That's a solid Dallas Cowboys, shirt. boy. I like that. Dallas like that. <laughs> Cowboys. Hey, we got a few minutes What here chest he got on we got his chest? Before we, he's got a. Who is that guy? Woody. Is that Mike? Woody,
5: man. Woody.
2: Oh, that's Woody. Hi. Hey, I, I like it. All right. Uh, we got a few minutes left before we got to get out of here. I wanted to, before we leave, tomorrow's a big show. We're going to make our predictions tomorrow. We're going to do our yearly over under, see what you guys are thinking. Dak Prescott Nate, you can't
5: and Jared say 16-0 this
7: year. You can't say 16-0.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Don't even bother. He will. <laughs> Golly. this
2: This,
7: nice. this might be, nice. this might be the,
4: the, closest, the closest to that coming
2: true since we've done this show, though. So you go ahead and do you, Nate. You do you. Well, at least I ain't going to switch
3: out in 10 games and say Mexico. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jared Goff and Dak Prescott will forever be linked as long as they're in the league together. This is, you know, I, I think this year we talked about it earlier on the show, you know, Dak this this year will define probably what he is as a quarterback for his career this season. Who has more to prove this year? Jared Goff took his team to a Super Bowl. They kind of fell off the face of the earth last year as an offense. Dak's in a, a huge contract year. All the talk, you know, you've got people that love him, people that hate him, there's People that have questions about his game, people that say he's a, a, a top five or six quarterback, who has more to prove this season, Jared Goff or or Dak Prescott? Kurt, you go first.
4: Well, that's interesting because Goff's already been paid, and uh, right, you know, and been Dax to a Super Bowl. Still trying to get paid. Yeah, but he had a tough year last year. He, although the, their offensive line was awful last year, so that's I'm going to say golf i guess because because i think Dak's the better quarterback and i think golf having been a what was he was a top pick right so mm-hmm. there might be more pressure on him to kind of prove that he was worth that status worth this contract whereas Dak, you know i think he's he's got some things to prove obviously but i think it's uh golf has a little more pressures concerning you know where he's come from and what how he maybe hasn't reached expectations yet
3: jesse uh I, I... okay jesse
5: now, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Dak because if I told you that your quarterback would in the first three or four years would get your team to a Super Bowl, you take it. I don't care who the quarterback is. <laughs> if you told me my quarterback in the first three years and four years of him being in the league will get my team to a Super Bowl, I'm taking that. So, Jared Goff has already had some success that we've been dying to get to. We've been dying to get to it. We've been begging for an NFC Championship game, let alone a Super Bowl. Um, And he's already been paid, so there's no pressure on Jared Goff. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's gotten his money. Yeah, you want to continue to have him progress, but Dak, while he's been good in the regular season, we don't play this game for regular season stats. We play this game for the playoffs. And he has yet to get his team deep into the playoffs at any point of his career. And on top of that, he is looking for a contract. It's clear that the Joneses didn't feel that he was Good enough for the for the for the money or years or whatever you want to say that he he won it this year, so he has to go out and prove himself.
4: Whether so it's to the
5: Joneses or to the league.
4: So golf, you're saying golf's the more successful quarterback because of the, just because of the. You said Bowl. most that, pressure.
5: That, 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 that's not the question. That wasn't no. the question. question was okay, the question was most pressure. What? Who, that's my question. Who has I'm the asking. most to prove? The question is who has most more to prove. Dak what? Prescott has more to prove this season. Well, that was my follow-up question then. You gotta let Nate talk first. No, no, no.
3: Uh, you know I agree with what both of you guys said, and I agree with Jesse said more. Uh, but go ahead, on Kurt, with your follow up question, because I agree with Jesse, and I'm not going to repeat it. it well, took it's
4: just, just uh, three minutes. Is, is, is he the more successful quarterback then, just because he's been to the Super Bowl, even though Dak statistically has been better?
5: Yeah, I mean, when you, when you we only judge quarterbacks in this league by rings or who got closest to the ring. And the one thing that, that has eluded Dak, Jared Goff had some successful seasons. Dak has had some successful seasons. But the, the biggest picture is because they've been linked together the entire time, if there's career ended today, you'll be able to say that Jared Goff, one, got paid. Two, he got his team to a Super Bowl. So the, if you're looking at just sheer, sheer numbers, yes, Dak may have the better numbers. But what we want is we, we, we would, in the first four years, you would swap the numbers if it meant having lesser numbers and us attending a Super Bowl you would swap it in a heartbeat Jerry would swap it in a heartbeat to get his team to the Super Bowl if you're saying that hey your numbers can be less than this but we got to a Super Bowl and and it wasn't like we got to a Super Bowl and you didn't have anything to do with it like Jared Goff had a lot to do with that team going to the Super Bowl so for me it's 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 Numbers-wise, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, Super but Bowl. But look where about Super Bowls, man. Like Super all Bowl that stuff man. is just that, that can be talked about later on down the line, but Jared Goff has gotten his team to a super I bowl. I promise
3: you this, Jesse and fellas. If that would have been in a Super Bowl, he'd have had a contract without he'd had a, a 40 doubt. Million. Oh yeah, he'd yeah. have <laughs> <the> $40 million <laughs> a year. So that answers that, bro. Super Bowl gets you money with Mr. Jones. Trust me.
2: Hmm. Jesse, I agree. I agree with you, but real quick Jared Goff is, has been the most the more successful. I agree with that opinion. Who would you take going forward for your quarterback of the future?
5: Ooh, I'd take Dak. I'd take Dak going forward. How about you, Kurt?
4: Yeah, Dak, for sure. I'm going to remember this conversation Maybe. when we're talking about Carson Wentz, too.
3: You know what? I, I just want to see this quarterback class grow. And I asked Jesse this last year, when would Dak be able to walk to the line and put us in the best possible play? Carson Wentz has to do that. Jerry right Goff now, has to do that. All of these guys right now that's in that class have to do that for me. And then I'll pick at the end of this season. But I'm hoping it's Dak. That means we're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> All
2: right, fellas, we got to get out of here tomorrow. Big show. We're going to give you our predictions for the season. Cowboys record, our over-unders. We might not even talk about the game we have so much other stuff to talk about jesse thanks for coming live to us with that beautiful background I, that almost looks superimposed yeah. looks amazing right nate I, I, thanks I know, for bringing it in, as always kurt thank you for sitting out the first segment we appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thank keeping you. us on the air William, Word for the alive. day is hot. Up. Hot. We will be back. The SWBC Mortgage Living Room in Frisco tomorrow, the same time. It's football week, baby. NFL starts back tonight. Hot, Let's baby, go. hot.
5: Hot, baby,
3: hot. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah.